This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Irioki. Join me and my friends as we explore the darker side of the Sooner State. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Irioki, and Bryce is back for more punishment. I'm always glad to be here. Yes, and today we're talking about something that is pretty fun, I think, except for this one guy who was involved in it. I don't think it was very fun for him, but um, we're going to talk about the Lawton Wolfman. So I'm super excited about (laughs) this, because I, when I discovered that there was a Wolfman story, um... And I think it's important that we say it's the Wolfman and not the Lawton Werewolf. And I'll get to that in a little bit. But um, first thing I'm going to do is read you an article from the um, newspaper at the time. I think this was published on March 1st, 1971, which was kind of around the same time as the El Reno Chicken Man, which yeah. I think is interesting that that's kind of going on at the same time. Yeah. Um, so this is the article. Lawton police are looking for a, quote, wolfman seen on four different occasions by different witnesses, one of whom suffered a heart attack as a result of the sighting. The creature was sighted by at least four persons or groups of people Friday and Saturday night in separate parts of West Lawton. Donald Childs, 35, suffered a heart attack Saturday night after he saw the creature in his front yard on its hands and feet trying to drink water out of an empty homemade fish pond, police officer Clancy Williams said. Williams said Childs described the creature as tall, with a lot of hair all over his face, and dressed in an indescribable manner. Childs then suffered the heart attack, Williams said, and was released Sunday in good condition from from a Lawton hospital. Other witnesses said it appeared the creature was wearing pants that were far too small for him. The sightings began Friday night, Lawton police said. Police received the first report from a passerby in West Lawton who saw something apparently wearing a mask and resembling an ape. Witnesses said the creature was running down the street, dodging cars, hiding behind bushes, and then running again, police officer Harry Azell said. It was 20 minutes later, Azell said, that a man five blocks from the first sighting reported seeing the creature. He told me he saw the thing when he opened the window curtain at about 11.15 p.m. He thought it was all a practical joke because the subject was perched on the railing. It looked like some monkey or ape. He thought it was a joke until it turned its head, it turned its head and looked at him then jumped off its perch on the second floor railing onto the ground 17 feet below, Azell said. The man told me the person ran from the area on all four, something like an ape or monkey would. He described it was wearing only pants which covered his leg to near his knee as if it had outgrown the pants. He described it as having a horribly distorted face as if it had been in a fire, and it had hair all over its face, upper parts of the body, and lower parts of its legs. Fifteen minutes later, a group of Fort Sill soldiers at a grocery store three blocks from the last sighting reported being scared by something resembling the other descriptions. 
Then, on Saturday night, Child saw the creature and suffered the heart attack. Major Clarence Hill, commander of the Police Patrol Division, alerted Lawton Patrolman Monday night to watch for the Wolfman. It's a watchful waiting, Hill said today. Police tried to get footprints of the creature, but said the ground was too hard. So that was the initial article. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, you don't you don't hear about too many uh, uh, wolfman or, or werewolf sightings in America. Yeah. Um, and so the fact that that there was apparently one multiple people saw in uh, in Lawton of all places. Yeah. Um, that. <laughs> It's a pretty outlandish story, but right. there's a lot of interesting things in it. Yes, um, you know, I, I I dare say, you know, we've we've talked about Bigfoot before. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'd be interested to know if if there was any kind of connection between what these people right. saw and and if. You know, I mean, Lawton's a lot different than Southeast Oklahoma, um, but I'd be curious to know, you know, if there's any Bigfoot sightings out there. Well, and um, we talked a little bit about this the last time you were on um, that I saw Jim Whitehead um, speak, and he said that he I could not find anything about this. I was trying to find it for this episode. I could not find anything, no matter how much digging I did, because I am just not that great at it. And um he said that there were were some werewolf sightings in Norge in like the 1800s or 1900s. And he kind of had this theory that because the people who lived there were of Germanic descent, they were more likely to call it a werewolf than to call it a Sasquatch, Ah, which is what he was thinking, like that maybe it was a Sasquatch instead of a werewolf. Well, you know, the, the Sasquatch, I mean, I know that there's, there's wild man stories, you know, sort of all over the world and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, things like the, the abominable snowman in in Nepal. Mm -hmm. And, um, there's even stories of, you know, weird creatures in Africa um, and everything. But, I think the way that, that Americans sort of describe um, uh, Sasquatch is sort of uniquely American. Yeah. Um, and so this sort of, you know, crossing over into, you know, this this Wolfman type thing. Yeah. Um, man, I, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a great story. That's it is, for sure. It is a great story. And one of the things that I really, what I was talking about earlier about that we should really call it the Wolfman is this is one of my favorite details of this story is the pants that are too small. Yeah. They, they really, it, it's almost like they're describing Lon Chaney. Exactly. You know, exactly. They, they really are. Um, it, it's very universal monster movie. Exactly. The way they're kind yes. of describing it. Yes. It is. I can like picture it perfectly in my head. Like this Wolfman creature with these two tight, two short pants, like kind of creeping around and jumping off of a fence outside of somebody's window. And, um, yeah, so it was it caused quite a stir and I think the police were probably more annoyed than anything at this going on. Um because, that's, that's sort of the the impression you get from the tenor of their interview. Yes, yeah. Like when he said it's watchful waiting and um I don't think that they were thrilled that they were having to do this. Um so this went on for a little while and um finally it turned out not too long after that, I believe it was like March 10th or March 14th of 1971, they believed that they had solved the case and they had caught those responsible. They found a mask. And there's actually a picture here um, where a Lawton traffic officer is holding the Wolfman mask, um, which was found. Uh, an unidentified caller notified police as to the whereabouts of the rubber mask. Lawton teenagers later confessed to perpetuating the hoax. Um, But what's interesting about this is 
one of the guys who saw something, um, and I don't believe it was Donald Childs. I believe it was one of the other people. Um, and I'm not finding it now, but they were, they said, no, 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 no. I know you caught those kids, but this was not a hoax. Like, I know what I saw. That's, that's something that I find really interesting, um, about stories like this is that, you know, even in the face of, of evidence that, oh, mm-hmm. no, we, we caught the kids and we have this rubber mask. Uh, and, you know, let me digress for just a second okay. about the rubber mask. I saw the, the, the picture of it. And I got to say, that rubber mask really proves um, sort of how <laughs> how different it was to scare people back then than it is yes. now. You <laughs> yes. know, nowadays, you know, you, if you if you go on YouTube, um, you can see all these videos of supposed, you know, weird creatures or Mm -hmm. ghosts or something like that, that people, you know, they've been found to be fake, but people have, you know, used, you know, insane computer skills to, to fake these videos. And this rubber mask is very obviously a rubber yes. mask. And <laughs> yes. I don't know, you know, maybe, maybe the, the, the kids wearing this, you know, it was, it was dark, I'm sure. And, yeah. you know, your mind can play tricks on you. But um, I don't know. I feel like if I saw that mask, I'd know right away, oh, that, that's a kid in a mask. Right. Yeah. But, you would, you would definitely hope so. But, <laughs> like... well, no, the, the fact though that, that, you know, even in the face of this evidence, you know, it's very clear that these people were like, no. You can say that it was kids mm-hmm. all you want, but I saw a a wolf man. I yeah. saw a, a creature. You yeah. know that even in the face of all that evidence, um, you know that's that's kind of interesting. That that they... that is fascinating to me that they, and I think that this happens with lots of cases like this, where like even like the Amityville horror, like yeah. when people have said no, the family came forward and said. It was a hoax, and people are like, "No, no, 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 no." Yeah, and you, and you know, you you see that a, a lot. You know, I mean, one of the things that I, I've I've learned, you know, uh, we mm-hmm. we made a movie about you know people that you know very very strongly believe in something. Um, they, you know, I, I find that these these supernatural experiences are are very akin to religious experiences. Yeah, that that. You know, people don't want to be told that they that what they believe in their core is is not real, right? Or that it's you know is that it that it's a hoax or it's it's fake, and yeah. people will double down on that even in the face of you know yeah. evidence of no, we we have the mask. <laughs> and I think I think maybe part of that too is like a a desire to not have been fooled. Yeah, I, like, I think that's probably. I mean that that probably explains most of it. Yeah, because I think it's it's got it's a little humiliating to think that you've been taken, you know, like yeah. that you've been had, and um, I think it's a little, it's a little easier to say no, no, no. I know that you got these kids, and I know you've got that mask, but I know what I saw. Well, and you know, it, I mean, maybe there is something to it. I mean, you know, there is. Uh, I think there there you know maybe it's possible that this is just sort of like some some other sort of cultural elements seeping into Oklahoma. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about sort of the, the Germanic influence. I mean, yeah. I know that, that, you know, uh, werewolf stories in, in Germany and, and sort of those Germanic regions mm-hmm. in Europe were very common a long time yeah. ago. Um, and I do know that there was a lot of, of immigrants from Germany and a lot of, you know, uh, I, you know, uh, Czechoslovakia, yes. and Czech, Czech Republic and Slovakia, yeah. uh, you know, that did come over to Oklahoma specifically yes. and settle here. I mean, you know, we've got an entire town called Prague, yes. you know, which is yeah. Prague, but you know, and there's the Czech uh, hall up in Yukon, you know, mm-hmm. that whole stuff. And, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, they, 
yeah. probably brought a lot of their folklore yeah. with them, you know, a long time ago when they came over here. Right. Um, and I kind of wonder if, because I know that after this, like, even, even though it was proved to be a hoax, there were still rumors of a werewolf in the area. And I kind of wonder if that was going on before this happened. Um, so if anybody that lives in Lawton that has heard the stories about the wolfman or heard the stories about the werewolf, we would love to hear from you and like hear your experience or what you heard about this, um, growing up or even as an adult, anything like that. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's really interesting that just, just that we have a werewolf or a wolfman story for Oklahoma really like really makes me happy for some reason. I don't know why. But, well, I mean, it, it kind of, you know, you, you hear about these weird stories in, you know, mm-hmm. sort of a lot, a lot of times on the coast, you yeah. know, I mean, the, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of the, the East coast and West coast, they've got, you know, these sort of these big ghost legends and yeah. weird, you know, monster legends and everything yeah. like that. Um, you know, Oklahoma is considered a flyover state and, yeah. you know, it's, it's nice to know that we've got, you know, we've, we've, we've got some things that we can, you know, we've some, got our monsters. We, we've, we've got some weird stuff that's happened. <laughs> yeah, here, exactly. You know? exactly um which kind of leads us into um this next thing that i wanted to talk about um which is one of the most mysterious tombstones that has ever existed in oklahoma and that is the tombstone of Catherine cross in Kanawha. um and the tombstone reads Catherine, daughter of jt and mk cross march 13th 1899 to october 10th 1917 and there's just Right under that, it says murdered by human wolves. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's got to be one of the creepier epitaphs I've, right. I've seen on a on a tombstone, <laughs> murdered by human wolves. Yeah, regardless of what it means, like, it's just, wow. <laughs> well, especially that there, there appears to be no explanation for it. Really. Right. Um, although, I, once you, you delve into the story of what actually happened mm-hmm. to her, I find that the, the story is a little creepier it's a little Mm -hmm. more tragic and it sort of explains where that epitaph comes from yeah yeah so um so Catherine cross her parents came here from arkansas and they had eight children um let's see they had eight children Catherine, ursie mary esther ella claude clyde marvin and rafen and so they had four boys four girls and um, they moved here right around the time of the Great War to kind of seek a better life. I don't know exactly what was going on in Arkansas and Oklahoma at the time, but they thought that they would make a better living if they came here. Um, she was the oldest, and she was born a week before her parents' first wedding anniversary. Um, so... In the article, there's an article from 405 Magazine that we're going to talk about. And in the article, it says, shortly after Catherine's funeral, um, and Catherine died, obviously. um, Shortly after Catherine's funeral, the front page of the Shawnee Daily News Herald announced an arrest and charge of first-degree murder. The October 18, 1917 headline trumpets, under bond, Dr. Yates to face murder charge, Conowa physician arrested following death of Catherine Cross, charge death result criminal operation doctor is brought to this county for safekeeping and then in the article it says for the second time within 60 days dr a.h yates a Conowa physician is facing a charge of performing a criminal operation 
on information filed by County Attorney Al G. Nichols. He was arrested at Kanawha, accused of murdering Catherine Cross, pretty 18-year-old daughter of J.T. Cross, a Kanawha farmer. I do love that they had to sort of qualify her as pretty. In I there. know. And yeah. Boy, what a, what a different time. What the, a the different early, time. The 1900s were. Yes, I was totally going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, because I saw that and I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, so basically he performed an abortion and she died. And that's kind of what's going on here. Um and the art, the newspaper article gingerly stated that the girl would have become a mother in the next six months. So instead of saying exactly what happened, they kind of, in a roundabout way, told what what was going on. Um, and according to, I don't know if this is true or if this is, this is kind of an interesting part of this case. Um, so according to the article, Yates supposedly coerced Mrs. Cross, Catherine's mother, into tacit permission by telling her that Catherine was threatening to kill herself. So, um, I don't know. I don't know exactly who knew what in this situation. Like if the mother knew exactly what was going on or. Yeah. The, the story seems to get kind of murky there, but I mean, you know, like mm -hmm. I said, you know, you got this epitaph saying that, you know, the, the daughter was murdered by by human wolves. Yeah. Um, it's very clear that, that that epitaph was obviously referring to a guy who performed a a clearly horrific botched abortion on yeah. her daughter. Um, and this is 1917, and I mm -hmm. think that that was probably a, a, a kind of a, a slam their way, sort yeah. of talking about the savagery of these people, um, uh, you know, or at least... Yeah, you know, I, I don't, I don't really know, but, yeah, yeah. um, uh, it's, it's fascinating that, that she did refer to them as, as human wolves. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It's such a weird, because the thing is that when you, when you see this tombstone that says murdered by human wolves, you go, you go, oh wow, there's some, you know, neat story yeah. behind this or anything. And then when you find out the real story of what happened, that is literally a girl who had a, you know, a, a very young girl who had her entire life ahead of her. Potentially, her mom was duped into allowing her to get an abortion at the mm -hmm. age of 18. She she died on the operating table or shortly mm -hmm. thereafter. Yeah. And this story that you immediately think could be kind of fun or mysterious just becomes kind of depressing. And sad, it, yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> it, boy, it, it, it's... It's one of those, it's one of those weird intersections where, you know, the, the, I almost wish the myth were real. I, exactly. I, I wish yeah. she had been yeah. murdered by human by wolves. By human wolves as instead a, of, As opposed yeah. to, you know, just this clearly sad ending that she had. And this doctor who did this, um, apparently he was kind of, I don't know if I would say known for performing poorly executed abortions or something like that, but there was another girl um, two months prior that had died, same situation from his doings. Yeah. So the, the dude clearly should have, should have not been performing <laughs> whatever it is he thought he was performing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so he, they actually did not charge him for Catherine's death. It was for the girl who died, Elsie Stone, who died in August of 1917. Boy, that um, just that that hammers it home even more that this girl didn't even get justice for her own right. her own murder that, yes. you know, I, it sounds like the guy, you know, did kind of get what was coming to him, but yeah. not he, for well, not for everything. Well, 
Okay, so the paper reported that a second arrest might be made in the case after they arrested Yates. Um, The charges against Yates were changed from murder to manslaughter, and he was released on a $10,000 bail. Um, And no news ever came of a second potential arrest. So he was eventually acquitted a few months later. um, But that was it was on the case, the Elsie Stone case. Um, And yeah, so he didn't even really get in any kind of trouble, which kind of surprises me for the time. Well, I mean, 1917, Oklahoma was Mm. uh, still a pretty, you know, I don't think the the law here was quite what it is yeah. now. And, yeah. you know, I can I can see how things like that would have slipped through the cracks back right. then or how people would have just said, eh, you know, right. I guess let's just forget about it. But yeah, it's uh it's a it's a rather sad ending to a yeah <laughs> to a rather tragic tale. Yeah. It's it, it is pretty sad. Um I think that I think I like the Lawton Wolfman a lot better than this one. Well, the Lawton Wolfman is able to capture our imagination because, you know, yeah. uh, the, the the people that were involved in it still say that something supernatural happened to them. Um, whereas this one, I think, you know, some, you know, I, I think there are, there's a lot of people out there that would that go searching for these kind of weird things and they might, you know, have been in the, the Kanawha Cemetery and, and stumble across this weird mm. tombstone and go, whoa, murdered by human wolves. You know, that that really gets you going. And then when you start to look into it, it's like, oh, well, it's not... Not what I It's not, uh, not, what it's, I it's not supernatural at all. In fact, yeah. it's, it's very human monsters. Yes. Yeah, and I think... Um, I think it's interesting. Let's see. I lost my train of thought. Gosh. And I... Oh, um... For a while, there was a lot of, um, before people really knew what had actually happened to this girl, um, this tombstone has actually inspired ghost hunters, amateur detectives, historians, and mystery writers. So I don't know if there's like a novel out there where somebody had decided to kind of run with this idea that there's a tombstone with this kind of inscription on it, but I can see how it would be. Oh, it makes for a great writing makes, prompt. Yes, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, it makes for a great story until you know the actual story. Yeah, I mean, it makes for a great jumping-off point. I mean, yes. like I said, I mean, just that that line, "murdered by human wolves." Yeah, I mean, that's. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that gets the imagination going. It does. Yeah, um, and her parents. Her parents went on. Um, let's see. I think that they actually moved. They moved to Bryan County, out closer to the Arkansas border, so they did not stay in Kanawha after everything that I don't know happened. how you really could. I yeah. Mean, I feel like you kind of have to just leave yeah. at that point. And um, the doctor, which we talked about this in the Women on Death Row case um, with Cynthia Bailey and Nadine Smith, um, Dr. Yates is actually buried within view of Catherine's tombstone. Wow. <laughs> which is, yeah, which is, yeah, it's kind of, I, I can totally, let's see, let me look at the dates on this. Um, if they would have known. Yeah, they would have known because um, Dr. Yates died in 1931 and her parents did not move to Bryan County until 1957. This is just one of those stories where I just, I, I wish that it was supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. That's, I, I, that's I, rough. Let's, let's go back to Lawton. I, I, there's, yeah. there's something a lot more, uh, wholesome about kids running around in rubber masks yeah. and, and giving people heart I think, attacks. I think my favorite thing about that is 
seriously, I have to go back to the description. I mean, these kids were doing a pretty good job of making themselves look like Lon Chaney. I mean, yeah, very clearly. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. The fact that they gave a guy a heart attack. That's, right, a 35-year-old yeah. guy. <laughs> I, I mean, a young guy. Yeah. yeah a young guy yeah. having a heart attack. Seeing, But, I mean, you know, we're talking in the, well, it's the 1970s when that happened. I right. mean, I don't know. I if that had happened in like the forties or something like that, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> I'd, I'd find it a little more believable, but you know, the fact that there's some people in the seventies that, yeah. that thought that, you know, right, the Wolfman right. was coming after them. Right. Yeah. It's, it's very, very interesting. And I think there's even one of these articles even talks about, um, it goes on to say that Donald Childs actually had heart problems before this happened, <laughs> which I thought was kind of interesting that they wanted to clarify that. Um, yeah, boy, that's, uh, (laughs) yeah. Okay. So this is, this is the guy that said, um, C. Edward Green, who was 24. Um, he was one of those who saw it. Um, he said it was no hoax as far as he was concerned. And, and that's the way a lot of these, uh, these stories go. You know, I, I think that he, he clearly got very, very scared by something. Yeah. Someone put quite a, a fright in him and, uh, even in the face of of all evidence, yeah, no, uh, he'd he'd rather he'd rather believe that it was a a wolfman, a, a wolfman, or you know whatever he thought it was. Yeah, and I I kind of imagine like how much fun these kids were having doing this, even though it was probably not very nice to give a man a heart attack. <laughs> I mean, I I look at it more from the cops' point of view. Yeah, I I, I can only imagine the the cops having to go out and investigate a a wolfman sighting mm-hmm. and then finding the kids finding the mask i mean i just i, I wonder how much manpower they had to spend on this right this search for the wolf i wish there had been an article about the and i wonder if they did this on purpose because they didn't want to like give the kids any kind of like publicity for doing this because they might have thought that's what they were seeking um so there wasn't really a follow-up that talked about like what happened to the kids that were responsible for this and i kind of wonder i'm, I'm imagining that they were like high school students probably it's the, it's the 1970s i'm sure people just thought boys will be boys yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> they're like sorry about your heart attack mr childs but <laughs> yeah so that one was that one's a really fun case and i almost kind of wish that something like this had happened during my lifetime like just it's just a fun case. Well, you know, we did have not all that long ago all of the weird uh killer clown sightings that going, is true. going on all that across is true. the country. Yeah. That was yeah. That was not all that long ago. Yeah. That was what, two years ago? Yeah. Where people were seeing weird killer clowns yes. in parks. Yeah, and it was when uh it was when it was, it was getting it ready. was right about to come yeah. out, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I thought that was very coincidental. You yeah. Know? I mean, clearly people were just having fun with it. But right. I do know that there's a lot of people that thought there was an epidemic going on. Of, yes. Oh, I know. You know. Yeah. There was even one. I think there was one spotted um, by like the junior high that my cousin used to go to or something. I remember her sharing it on Facebook. Um, I know there's a couple in Oklahoma. There was yeah. a few sightings in Oklahoma. Yeah. And I remember somebody saying something like um, maybe it was a tweet or something. Someone said, I those clowns better not come to Oklahoma or Texas or something like that. They're going to get shot. <laughs> and I think that uh, that, you know, if a clown popped up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, you know, I, those kind of stories of, of weird, you know, one-off creatures popping up are, are always mm-hmm. pretty fun in my estimation. Yes. Very much so. Very much so. Killer clowns and wolfmen and poor Catherine Cross. It's a, 
it's an interesting history that we have with werewolves here in Oklahoma. But yeah, so this was kind of a short one, but I thought it would be fun to talk about the Lawton Wolfman. Um, And if anybody, again, if anybody has any stories about, like, if you were alive when this was going on or anything like that, or, um, or if you heard stories about this as you were growing up, then please send me an email at eriokipodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you or hit me up on Instagram um, at eriokie and um bryce if you have your instagram that you want to plug again yeah uh you you can check out uh photos mostly of like my kids and dogs and stuff that i'm doing uh at bryce b holland uh if you want to check out any of my films or anything you actually can go to my website Uh, i've got my my website brycebholland.com um where i've got basically uh every film i've i've ever made on there and just a lot of other kind of random stuff that i've that i've worked on sweet Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on again. It was so much fun. And uh, it was my pleasure. It was great we'll have to be another back. monster episode to talk about sometime I'm, I'm soon. I'm always ready to talk about monsters. Yes. All right. All right, y'all. Bye. Bye.